Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. Welcome back to Growing Up Female Season 3. We've had a little makeover, which I'm super excited about. Season 3 will see some old guests return in a lot more depth and some new guests grace our ears with their expertise and life experiences each week. And every month, we will be focusing on a hot topic from body image to sex, mental health to discrimination, and motherhood to the menopause. We are going to be digging deeper to discuss lots of different issues and the pleasures women experience throughout their life, young and old. So without further ado, here's our first episode back with the gorgeous Alice Living on Body Image. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much. I um, I really wanted to get you on here to talk about body image because you've got a huge following on Instagram. I feel like you've been, you're like one of the first fitness, um, fitness queens, I'm going to call you, um, on social media. So you've got a lot of experience there. Like, you know what you're talking about. Um, best-selling author of three health and fitness cookbooks, which is amazing. Um, I know how tough it is to get to that best-selling title um and a women's health columnist so I'm I know I'm in good hands here because I feel like body image is one of those subjects I'm still learning so much because I can only speak from my experience and you don't realize like um what can trigger someone else so what might trigger me is different to what might trigger someone else about their body image and you know it's just interesting to hear what other people have to say about it really yeah, for sure. Well, no, I think like, and it's such a huge topic as well. Like it's been something that we didn't necessarily speak about as much when I was definitely when I was growing up, like body image kind of mm. kind of body image was basically you're expected to be thin and that's it. <laughs> Whereas yeah. now it just feels so much more um, accepting of all different body types. And I think that's amazing. And um, yeah, I think it's a great conversation to be to be covering. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the most important, especially for women like for men, there's still that challenge there and they're bringing that a lot more to light. If I, I don't know if you've noticed that as well, which is so yeah. good because like yeah. men are made, made to feel like they need to be these superheroes and well, yeah, like muscular think, and all yeah, that. Think, like Love Island, for example, and I know that's a bit of a, it might be a jarring example for some people, but it is good in terms of, you know, it's a, it's an interesting reflection of the type of people that, um, you know, producers choose to put on TV and you notice that with the girls like there was mm. a tiny tiny nudge towards having um more more so I, I hate using the word curvy because that's the wrong word but sort of more um normal looking bodies on there that weren't you know ridiculously ripped and lean and thin um but definitely with the men you you had still everyone was pretty much in really good shape mostly yeah. tall Six like yeah, and I just think, you know, it is hard. And I think there's there's difficulties on both sides. I think for women, we we have, um, you know, because of patriarchy and all, all sorts of other things, <laughs> we um, we have our, our, uh, a harder time, I think, because I think it's more difficult for a woman to live in a bigger body than it is for a man, personally. And I know that people might jump down my throat at that, but I do. Um, 
But I think, you know, from both sides, there definitely is challenges that are faced um, when it comes to body image. It doesn't matter how you look either. Like you might like, and this is the difficult thing with body image, like the way that we perceive ourselves is very different to the way that other people perceive ourselves. So I know, Mm. for example, when I was at my smallest and my leanest, I was still never good enough. I would still Mm. look in the mirror and find fault with myself. Whereas now I'm, you know, I'm however heavier and, you know, however more progressed than I was, I, I look in the mirror and think, you know what, I'm doing all right. Like, and it's mm. amazing that you can have those those hurdles that you overcome. But I just yeah. think that body image is such a hard thing because, yeah, like the way that we speak to ourselves, the way that we look at ourselves in the mirror is completely different to how other people would perceive us. Yeah. And you know, that's really interesting that you say that because I was going going to go on to say that um, although it's a physical thing because it's our body, it's mental health it's like it's our mind really isn't it it's what we think of our bodies rather than what our bodies actually look like and that's what's so hard to get our heads around it's like you know how I I guess it's a little bit like when it when you're how you see yourself gets worse it's sort of goes into that body dysmorphia which becomes an actual mental health issue Mm. because they say that unhealthy body image isn't actually a mental health issue it is linked with mental health and it can lead to mental health issues and eating disorders Mm. um but like I just I just think it's that battle with your mind and it's really interesting um a fact said that you know if you're using social media for a little as 30 minutes can actually have a negative um, effect on how you view your own body mm. and yeah. just going going from that like it's so easy to see how that can happen because we now live in a world where we're exposed to perfection on a daily basis yeah click onto instagram to see you know perfect bodies perfectly face tuned photos perfectly edited pictures perfectly posed pictures and mm. even the the most confident of us can start to think oh hang on a second my bum doesn't look like that or my you know I don't look like that when I'm in a bikini or you know mm. whatever and you start to then question yourself whereas I think we we are more exposed than ever to that kind of thing so you know far, uh, rewind sorry 20 years Yes, you'd still have these images in in the media and magazines and and um, you would still, you know, have it to a certain extent. It wasn't to the degree that I think we have it now, which is where I yeah. think it lies. You know, we are completely inundated with um, this idea of perfection and social media becomes this kind of very warped reality where we believe everyone to look a certain way when actually like, you step outside of that bubble and you see all, all different sorts of bodies walking down the street. And, you know, that's why representation in things like the media and on social media of different bodies and different voices and different people's experiences is so important because we then start to feel more comfortable about our own bodies and our own experiences rather than if you're just only, you know, if you're only seeing one type of body, of course, Mm. you're then look at yourself and think well hang on a second I don't have that you know I'm five foot one so I'm really small and I sometimes will look at like I don't know an example is someone like Kendall Jenner and I'm like oh my god like her limbs and her body and whatever and like there's a difference between you know I can look at that and say wow she looks amazing I think yeah that's that's something that I can do but I also sort of think to myself oh my god I'll never look like that um but I you know, it's just, it's about being able to be comfortable and happy in what you have and also look at Mm. other people and think, well, they look great too, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I totally agree with that. And, but it's a hard place to get to. I think, I feel like, I think maybe as human beings, maybe we struggle to just be content with what we have. It's a bit like, you know when we look into the past we we either look in the past or we're looking into the future we're not living in the present it's almost a similar Mm. concept where we're looking at her we're looking at her rather Mm. than just focusing on ourselves and being the best version of ourselves because Mm -hmm. I found in lockdown um where you know the only way to communicate was through the phone you've got social media and other women and other people on your phone on demand Mm. and you're comparing and then when I first went out and I was like, oh, thank God, not everyone's doing home workouts every single day and lost mm. two stone in three months. Mm. And I'm not the only one that's in loungewear and got greasy <laughs> hair and, you know, you know, yeah. eat, you know, eating a cookie for breakfast. Like, yeah. um, so I had moments like where I literally was at my lowest of my body mm. image. And, that, you know, that was just literally a couple of months ago. And it's because mm. my head was in my phone. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that I find I have to be really careful of is just limiting that screen time. And 
really um, kind of making sure that whoever I follow on my feed are people that I look at and I can go, she's got an amazing body, but you know, I, I'm happy with mine too. And you're right. It takes yeah. time. I'm saying that as though it's a really easy thing to do. You know, you don't just suddenly wake up one morning, click your fingers and think, okay, I love everyone else's bodies. And I also love mine. Like I think mm. that kind of that idea of being confident within your own body takes so much time and so much work. And I do think sometimes it's really oversimplified in the media, you know, as if it's kind of like mm. a simple let me just, you know, let me just wake up one morning and love my body and, and everything will be happy ever after. Like it yeah. really isn't that easy. And I'm sure that both, you know, as you've just said, and as I will not, you know, as I have experienced, even now, when I feel like I'm in a really good place and I'm very happy and content, I will still have days when I look in the mirror and think, oh my God, I don't like this. I don't like that. And I really catch myself and just think, wow, like I need to, I need to be really, really careful of that. And it's, and it's important that, you know, the first step is being aware. And I think it's really important to kind of acknowledge that. And this is one of the things that I felt really helped me early on to acknowledge and to learn that I am not my thoughts. So, you know, we have this voice in our head. And when you look in the mirror, it's the voice that goes, oh, this isn't very good. Oh, that doesn't look very good. Oh, this is a bit weird. Like, you know, all those kind of horrible thoughts that we say to ourselves. And it, does, it doesn't even just have to be about body image either. It could be something as, oh, you're not working hard enough or you're not doing enough of this. Or, you're not doing enough of that. To, to be able to separate yourself from that voice and, and question it, you know? Mm. So when your brain tells you, you don't look good today, just pick that apart and think, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? Is it something that, you know, am I feeling a little bit lonely? Am I feeling low? Is it that I need mm. to talk about these feelings with someone? And, and be able to question that voice to the point that you can get to a point where you say, well, I don't agree with you. You know, you might tell yeah. me that rubbish, but actually I'm going to tell you, no, I, no, I don't. And I think, you know, there's really like, you know, there's a bit of woo-woo stuff you can do there. But I do think that the idea of, be, of, of speaking aloud to that voice and sort of saying to the mirror, I am wonderful. I feel great. I look amazing. Like whilst you might, might not believe it a hundred percent, it starts to put into your brain. Okay. Yeah. That voice. Yeah. It's making that positive part of your brain stronger than the negative, isn't it? Yeah. So that it always wins the fight. And um, yeah, I love that. And I, and I also, I, I'm a strong believer that it doesn't happen overnight. Reading a few quotes in um, following body positive um, people on Instagram helps 100% following the right people. But the work has to be done yourself. You, you can't just follow the right people and read some quotes and expect change overnight. And for me, I do find that I have to do what I know makes me feel good. So mm. um, So that does mean like, taking action as well for me it's like not just words it's taking action and it is you know doing a little bit more exercise it is maybe you know introducing more veggies or drinking mm -hmm. more water I do believe that there has to be some sort of um right okay enough is enough because obviously that way of living isn't actually doing me any good mm. um, yeah I mean, like but that's my thing, own personal experience. Yeah, definitely. And I think the one thing I, I guess is is the difference is like, I think body image generally, it kind of doesn't matter how well you eat or how how healthy you are or how much you exercise. It can st you can still have really bad body image. But yeah, yeah. that those kind of health behaviors. So you know, just doing positive things that make you feel good, and that doesn't even necessarily yeah. have to be health related. It could be as simple. No seeing some friends or making sure that you don't spend loads of time on social media. Like those are the kind of things that can help you to get out of that headspace. So you're absolutely right. Like know your triggers, but then also yeah. know the things that can pull you out of that space. Um, so that yeah. if you find yourself like falling down into a, into a dark place, okay, what are the things I'm going to put in place to make sure that I don't get slipped down any further, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to um, limit my, social media time a little bit more now and do something more productive yeah like create my content do my post and um and then move on and do something more productive I think with my time I think that will be good for me can I ask you a question do you find it more yeah. difficult like being have, like because obviously you've had a baby and I've seen you go through that amazing transition of of becoming a mum but do you feel like it's harder or easier with body image like post motherhood or in motherhood if, um I know some women find that they feel like they can do anything now they've had a baby and they love their body and are grateful for it more than ever but I have to admit that I I I'm obviously in awe of my body like it's unreal that it stretched the way it did and it did what it did but um I struggled so much 
with my body image after having mm. Macy. Now I'm not so much, not so bad because I don't, I'm not in pain anymore. I think it was the physical pain and the fit. I felt old, Alice. Like mm. I felt old because I couldn't do what I could do just before, before. I had her. Yeah. Like lun- lunges were hurting me and, you know, walking for an hour was so painful. Mm. you know let alone let alone running for 15 minutes oh my god I could only run for 15 minutes at a time and then I'd have I'd have four days of just being in absolute agony yeah so it was hard for me to love my body I was a bit frustrated yeah it's so interesting isn't it because I think like with body image as well I think one of the things that I've definitely noticed is that like you sort of go through all these phases in life and every phase like you're confronted with new problems and new things that are going to be issues so like when you're a teenager everyone you know I wanted bigger boobs and I wanted longer legs <laughs> you know like those kind of things and then when you transition in your t- t- 20s for me it was okay I want to be really lean and now yeah. I'm, where I'm like okay my next hurdle will probably be motherhood and how you kind of navigate that that whole journey of seeing your body change so much and being able to be comfortable with that and obviously like motherhood is such an incredible thing but I do think that like you know and then it and then it would be menopause and then it would be something else do you know what I mean like there's all that we're challenged with so I think it's so interesting that kind of you and I being at slightly different points in our lives like how you can still have those things but that they're slightly different and how they manifest I, I wish I um, was kinder to my past self, like um, even when I was at my best in terms of like just loved my body and I still wanted more or, or, and I just like, why didn't I just like love it even more? Like why didn't I just see what I had and I'd worked really hard for and I was felt so good in myself? Mm. Why didn't I just, you know, I just look back at pictures and just think, oh my God, I was still saying to myself, come on, you can run 5k faster than that. I don't know mm. if it was the pressure of social media and being known for this um, healthy weight loss transformation. that mm-hmm. I just was like, I've got to keep going. Um, and also having a personal trainer brother who's like yeah. super fit and stuff, like the pressure's there. Um, but now I see my body as not just a body. I see it as like, okay, I've, uh, you know, I, I grow I grow babies (laughs) I mean like I I do see my I do see the female body as such a different thing yeah and you know what it's actually it's actually incredible I can relate to some of that like you know my journey that I was at one point you know super duper lean six pack and magazine and what I found so hard was the way that people idolized and celebrated my body when I was that lean. And I was in a place where that then fed into my idea of that being acceptable. And Mm. then it was so difficult to come out the other side of that, having got to a much healthier place and, Mm. and almost just, it's really difficult, like have to have to redefine, like when people send you messages and they can be little things and it's always like, you know, it's always like trying to be nice, but it's also like, oh my God, I, uh, you look so much better now, you're bigger. And I love that, like, I, I love how you've like got really oh, big muscly thighs and something like that. And like, yeah, it's sort of hard because I really had to focus on, okay, I'm in a good place, like I feel good, but just do it, going through that transition and you're absolutely right what you say about we're never satisfied, you know, like when I was at my leanest, like I said, even then I was never satisfied. Like I think as women, we are constantly fed the narrative that we always could be better and we always need to be doing more and we have to be this, this look this certain way. And if we don't mm. fit that, you know, what, what then? And I kind of think to myself, well, what does like the most perfect looking person in the world think? Cause they've still got their issues. So it's mm. almost like it's a horrible mindset where you really like we, as women just have to free ourselves from the idea that we have to be a certain way. And I think yeah. ultimately like, learning to undo all of those um those kind of structures and those kind of um societal um expectations that we put on ourselves has been so important for me to be like well hang on a second I don't like you know I don't need to be the x y and z I'm quite quite cool with where I am um but I do think that social media makes it so much harder to do that journey because you're having to play it out so publicly so like you said about having your you know your your challenge if you were doing that away from social media you might have felt totally differently but with the pressure of people watching and 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 experiencing your journey so publicly same as me there's just this added dimension of 
the expectation of what you need to be to people, which is Mm. sad, isn't it? Because like we should make ourselves happy before other people. But you do feel like it's almost kind of you have so much expectation and pressure placed upon you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm just like, like, where did this all stem from? Like, who who are we trying to be better for? Like, Mm. uh, like who who put this pressure on women in the very first place? Was it men? Was it ourselves? Is it because women can be quite, you know, not not all women, but some women can be, oh, look at her, look at her, or like can be quite bitchy. Is it women putting pressure on each other because women can compare each other, or is it because men like love to comment? Or I don't, I don't, where does it even come from? Why are we doing this to ourselves? You just said that, and I'm like, why are we doing this to ourselves? It's the patriarchy. I'm telling you, it's men. Oh, it all comes it? from men. I'm sorry to say. But yeah, like I'm reading this amazing book at the moment called Women Don't Owe You Pretty by Florence Given. It's so okay. good. But it's so interesting how she speaks about, you know, the whole idea and the whole concept of, of the, uh, the ideal woman is created by men, for men. Yeah. And we are expected to toe the line. And it's just like, who created that? Like who, who thought like, you you know, and there's, yeah. and there's so much that still exists in that, in that sense. Like there's so much of men deciding what they deem to be, um, you know, attractive and, and, and that transitions as we, as we go through the, you know, go through time. So, you know, at one point it was Marilyn Monroe, then it's kind of, um, a different body type, like super, Kate super yeah, exactly. And now it's kind of like your Kim Kardashian and yeah. it's like, well, what if you're a woman who doesn't fit any of those boxes? What then? Like, what do we expect to happen if if we're telling women that th- this is the ideal body type and anything else is somehow not deemed as as celebrated? Um, it just it's so frustrating. And yeah, it is men. It's patriarchy. It's men. And unfortunately, you know, like you could say not all men, but then that kind of excuses those that probably need to be told this is you that's doing this. Like if you think about the media and movies and um, just just generally like anything that that, you know, even like the expectation that women need to come to work wearing makeup and, and looking nice, but men can rock up with like a half shaven face. You know, there's just so many things, so many examples that I can think of where there's so much expectation placed on women compared to men. And, and yeah, it's, it, it, it's just kind of another, another thing that we have to, we have to attain like through life. And yeah. it, it's not fair. <laughs> and it, it goes back to your point of you saying that you think it's harder for women to be heavier than men, because I feel like men just laugh it off and they like, you know, like, for example, James Corden, because he's yeah. funny and whatever. It's like women, you know, they'd happily date James Corden because he's funny, like he's got a dad bod and all that mm-hmm. crap that people mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But, you know, women that are heavier don't get that same, like, response, do they? No. No. And, I, like, when I you see a heavier heavier lad amongst his friends, it's just a joke and he can joke about himself and it's mm. ha, ha, ha. But girls would never dare to do that because, you know, it's like, oh, my God, don't say that. Mm. And actually, yeah, it's hurtful as well. I don't think men should really yeah. be so mean to each other. But but I think, they I, kind I of, think like, we we are a fat-phobic nation. <laughs> and so, like, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here as a personal trainer who, yes, of course, I would like to ensure that people stay healthy and, um, you know, eat well and move and whatever. But ultimately, like, we, we, all of us as a society make life incredibly difficult for fat people. And that's, that's like a whole nother conversation. But like, it's, I can see where the challenges lie. Like, I can see why it would be so difficult. You know, when I was growing up, my mum was um, really overweight. She was, you know, 22 stone. And seeing her life and how challenged she was just through comments that people would make, the way that people would look at her, the kind of things that would happen. You know, I distinctly remember going to a Spice Girls concert with my mum and we was we, like my mum helped us to stand up on the chairs like as everyone was to for the for the last song and I just remember this man behind us turning around to my mum and saying sit down you fat bitch and I just remember <gasps> being like, like just mortified but that would be such a regular occurrence like she would have so much hate even back then and she tried every diet going and it just you can just like I, I think maybe because I've experienced it from that side I can see how difficult it is and I can yeah. empathize with the with the the challenges that can be faced by someone who is in a bigger body like m- maybe more than others I'm not sure but yeah I, I 
I just found it such a hard thing to have to do and watch and experience. Did that make you fear becoming fat? Because they say that nearly 80% of teenage girls fear becoming fat. Is that, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like growing up, that was almost like put upon, and and, and my mum would freely admit this as well, is that like because she had experienced that and didn't want the same for us, we were almost like more of in a sense of kind of, you know, you need to eat, 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 uh, eat healthily and all that kind of stuff. And we did generally eat well at home. But yeah, the back of my mind, I was thinking, I really don't want to end up like that. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that that's not my my outcome. Mm. And I do think that that impacted my, yeah, my kind of a relationship with food and exercise for sure. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I also do think that at least it made you aware of like it from a from a health perspective, but then maybe too much. It's like where's the balance? And a child shouldn't be really having to think that way. You should just be able to enjoy running around with your friends and enjoying your dinner without having to think whether it's healthy or not at such mm. a young age. Mm. Yeah, it's quite sad. And even little things like, for example, I remember like there's there were disparities. Um, uh, is that the word disparities? Yeah, between <laughs> sorry, there were disparities between how my mum treated my sister and I around food to how my mum treated my brother around food. And I think that's really interesting. You know, like... That is. Kind of this idea of... And I don't think it's just isolated to my family, but I think there's this idea of girls need to, you know, eat healthily in small portions and whatever, but boys, you can eat whatever you you like. You know, like that kind Mm. of... That mindset. And I don't know whether you found that being the only girl in the house of boys, but, um, yeah, I definitely felt there was a slight difference. Well, I, I I very much had a if you can't beat them, join them attitude, and you know, you know why is Brad, why is he getting a bigger stake than me? Like because he's a boy. Like I've I've kind of been like a feminist from day one because having three brothers, and yeah. it would be like Connie can you do the dishwasher? Elliot hasn't done it. And I'm like, why me? Because I'm a girl. Like I used to get my back up from like mm. the age of 10 about stuff like that. So when it came to dinner at time, like it was, I was never going to have a smaller portion because I was a girl. Mm. Um, but I think at some point, like they were like professional footballers running every single day. And mm. I was still trying to catch up and I had given up all exercise. It, it did come and bite me on the bum. Mm. Um, but that wasn't because I was a girl it's just because they were so much more active than me and they needed the fuel that I didn't need and I was just being greedy and that is the truth of it because Mm. I love food and I'm I'm um I it's like my biggest passion is food I absolutely love it I love cooking it I love trying new flavors and blah 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 but you know I do have to be mindful because um because I don't feel comfortable in a bigger body Mm. Uh, I, uh, that and that's not because I'm I've got fat phobia or whatever you know I feel like you you look at yourself differently to someone else like I look at someone who's a size 16 and would never look at them in disgust mm. never look at them and think oh my god or anything like that mm. I think like you say diversity is needed so much more mm. and um 
and I think it's so horrible that people are made to feel like so bad about themselves mm. um like I mean I remember once at school um some guy was going oh I was going out with some guy and his friend shouted oh you're going out with the fat one and I was a size 10 and it's because I was more developed and like had yeah. bigger boobs yeah that I was considered in high school so things like that stuck with me but I yeah they do they do um but yeah I am very aware that I can put on weight easily but I think it was when I had that scare about I was a size 16 nearly an 18 and I I, I went to the doctors and I had a fat liver fatty liver and um quite a high visceral fat percentage mm. and I didn't know what that meant and that for me was was when I decided that actually from that side that around that size is when I I feel unhealthy and mm. you know my organs are the most important thing to me over anything mm. so when I say I have to be mindful of food and stuff it's not because necessarily because I've got a bigger bum or anything mm. like that it's more mm. because I think about that fatty liver and I think about the fact that I'm a mum and that I don't want to have a heart that's surrounded by fat and a high cholesterol yeah and I think and I think ultimately like we are all our own individuals and we all have autonomy over the decisions that we make for our bodies and I yeah. think that's so important to remember is that there is nothing wrong with saying that you want to lose weight at all right no. I don't think there's anything wrong with that it's more about um the kind of the mindset and the motivation to do that like what's underlying yeah. that decision is it because yeah. you believe that being thinner is going to be better or is it, as you've said, for valid reasons, because you've been to the doctors and they've said, you know what, it would be probably better if you lost a bit of weight for your health. That, you know, that's fine. Like, I just think there are so many people who who um, who go about it for, for almost like the wrong reasons. Do you know what I mean? Because they're- Yeah, oh, that was me. That was me, yeah, as a younger Connie. Mm. Oh, that was me. It was about being thin meant being happy. Yeah. When I, go to, when I went to university, I struggled to adapt and I thought right if I lose weight people might find me more attractive they might want to become my friend more you know that is when you're that's where you're going wrong like if, yeah. if you think losing weight is going to gain you friends or One gain you happy that's, that's, that's a narrative that we're fed and that goes back to the patriarchy it's yeah like, it's easier and better if you look the part and if you fit the mold of what people expect you to be as a woman you know why yeah, a disney princess yeah, and all of exactly, that exactly exactly that so so that pressure is put on us from such a young age that no wonder we have so many people with eating disorders no wonder we have so many people mm. with issues because from a young age you're told to be successful you need to be thin and you need to look a certain mm. way you know and I've and got a question go for it clean eating Alice you changed your name mm. do you, did you uh, I know because I think it became politically incorrect to say clean eating didn't it is this is this where it stemmed from or did you feel like you just needed you needed a fresh start and that, that wasn't you anymore so I think a couple of things. The first thing was the way that the name that I chose for my Instagram, I chose on such a whim and such a kind of, you know, the way that you choose your first email address. I always liken it. Yeah. To you know what? I didn't even give it a second thought. To me, I was so naive and, and, you know, just kind of. Well, you didn't know where it was going to take you, did yeah, you? I just thought, right, this is what I'm going to call myself. And then um, <laughs> as, as kind of that, that industry and that whole wellness space progressed, um, the the name and, and and I completely understand that it you know it in essence it's kind of it's a it's it's a dangerous um narrative you know to describe food as being clean or healthy or um good or bad you know to try, to try and create that kind of black and white narrative around food makes it really problematic for people and, and I completely appreciate that and I was feeding into that narrative by doing what I was doing um and I think that ultimately you know, whilst I was never in the camp of kind of cut things out and don't eat this and only have X, Y, or Z, um, I still fell under that umbrella of kind of that diet dogma, the food rules, the kind of really sort of, um, the really kind of like oversimplistic approach to nutrition. And I think on taking a step back and on doing a lot of learning during that time, I just recognized that the, that the name was, was really damaging and I just felt like it didn't represent ultimately what I wanted to convey and what I wanted to talk about. And I just felt that like stepping away from the name was so important to try and 
like redefine myself and go on go on a, like almost a second journey as such to really kind of refine what health meant to me because absolutely when I was like at, at point during the clean eating hours Shirley like there was like I wasn't you know I was doing too much exercise I wasn't eating enough to fuel that exercise and so can I sit there and say you know that was like that was healthy no of course not so you know on changing my name to Alice Living yes okay part of it was because the name was 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 damaging and 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 shouldn't be the kind of narrative that we use around food it was also because I was at a point where I was like I need to completely rethink what I'm doing here and I need to go on like a a second journey as such to really get myself in a better better place and I just felt like if just having my name was way more simple Mm-hmm. And your name's great. I think it's, it's is it living or living? Living. It's like living. I mean, come on. Why did you not even keep that and have that in the first place? Wow. Alice living. <laughs> it's amazing. You were made people to do it. it people think that I've like created that name as kind of like a stage <laughs> name, which makes me laugh so much. But yeah, yeah. it's so good. No, I, I'm so glad you said that because I always found the interesting change when I was doing some research and stuff last night, I was thinking, I wonder if changing your name to your name rather than Clean Eating Alice was like yeah. a weight lifted off your shoulders because, like, I can imagine, right, I, you'd have, you felt like you had to live up to that name because you became known, like, oh, that's, oh, there's Clean Eating Alice. Like, that's what happens when you have an Instagram name. Literally, on Saturday, oh, uh, no, when was it? Yeah, Saturday, I went to go and see one of my friends and I walked past this like a bar kind of thing that was like open in um, Fulham. And there was this group of girls standing outside and one of them turned around. She goes, oh my God, it's Clean Eating Alice. And I was like, oh my God, it's been like four years since I changed my name and people still call me that. Um, and like, I still get it all the time. Like when I'm stopped in the street and stuff, people still say, oh my God, it's Teen Eating Alice. Um, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I just try and try and keep. It's all part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah. And also I I don't mind people obviously remembering me as that because I chose the name, like I need to accept that. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's just interesting that that's really stuck in people's minds. Yeah, no, it is. It, it, It does, it does flow. I must admit, but I do like that you're Alice living now. I feel like it I just feel like you can just be you and like not have to live up to anything but yeah you you know you which is really good and I also love how well you balance your social media page obviously there's a lot of fitness and since lockdown you've been doing a lot of lives for everyone which is amazing Mm. um but I love how like you're so happy to show bare skin or like you know if you're Mm. not loving your skin at the moment you'll share that or then you show Alice all glammed up for date night Mm. um how important is it for you to show both sides and is this to do with the well-being of your followers yeah I mean I think like that was part of the reason with the name change was that like I didn't want to just be defined by you know the way I looked and, and the food I ate you know I think I'm I am a person who has lots of other interests. You know, I love my fashion. I love beauty and makeup and skincare and all those kind of things. And I just felt like I could talk about those a bit more because I think ultimately, like, I hope people follow me because, you know, I bring more to the table than just some workout videos. I think, you know, it would be nice to think that people like following various different bits of my life. Um, and so, yeah, just having my name meant that I could kind of expand and do all, all sorts of different things. And I think ultimately, like, that's really important as a, as a fitness creator too. You know, like if, if all I posted was the workouts that I did and the, and the meals that I was eating, like it makes for a very kind of strict narrative of like, all she ever does is work out and eat and well, you know? Yeah. Whereas like my life is more colorful than that. You know, yes, I work out and I like to eat healthy food, but I also love going out for dinners and having alcohol and, you know, having days on where I don't move from my sofa. And I just think being able to talk about all of those things gives a much more realistic picture of my approach to health and fitness rather than just focusing on, you know, fitness content and, and making it seem as though I'm just exercising all of the time. Mm, yeah and 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 again it's it's taken time and just a lot of experience to realize how important it is to show all those aspects because I think people do forget that you know what you show on social media is only 10% of your life it's not you're, you know you don't show every single thing you're doing all day and I love you you often you often post that saying like mm. you know here I am on the sofa I've been here for an hour um I don't just exercise all the time and I think yeah. that's really important mm. um that's really important for the people that follow you and and their relationship with their own bodies and their own lives because it's so easy to it is so easy to go like for me I'm like oh my god they're on their second workout today or 
and I've not done one for a week or whatever. So I just find those posts that you do really refreshing. Keep doing them. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's so important. It is so important. Yeah. yeah. Finding that balance. And I, I wish I wish more people with a following would show um not just perfection. I'm I'm so done with like edited images and photoshopped and mm. over over even like over filtering and over everything mm. even if you're not even if you're not changing your body mm. uh just even just making your surroundings look so perfect it, it even that can be hard because yeah someone might be in their tiny little garden you know and the sun's gone in and they're like oh for god's sake like yeah. look at them golden hour like looking 110 percent. I sometimes wonder how does that person take that many pictures like is that all they do all day <laughs> I know I know I like incredible did you know who I think is amazing for that and I know you follow her so I'm sure you'll appreciate yes, hun. oh my god I was about to say her yeah <laughs> how do you do it she's like a wizard she's... I'm gonna get her on here I've got to oh, I've got to try and get her on it is just I, I'm obsessed with her I'm absolutely I am. obsessed <laughs> and she's such a gorgeous girl she's a model isn't she she's she yeah. models clothes and makeup and that's what her page is for yeah. um yeah exactly and I can look at it and respect it from do you know what I mean yeah like, that's the place where I've got to I don't look at her and think oh my god I want to be just like her I look at it and think oh my god she looks amazing yeah and I love all the that. time yeah and I love that she's just enjoying that you know like that's yeah like progression for me to be able to I do that. want her to just post one image though with greasy hair and and um, <laughs> no makeup but I just feel no. like she probably never has that because she 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 takes these pictures every day she must it must be every day I'm like yeah. where does she find all these amazing gray and beige stone walls like oh, where does she fun. live <laughs> Yeah, she's um, she's a she's amazing, and um, yeah, I think her partner might be a photographer. Oh, is he? Her boyfriend might be, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I I feel like the people that have the most images, it's because their partner's a photographer. I know. How unfair is that? I know. Ricky is the worst. So so is Paddy, my boyfriend. Like terrible. Oh, so bad. Yeah. I bought. Do you know what I've bought? I've actually bought a tripod, like Ooh. a really thin. I saw Chloe Lewis on Daily Mail with it, and and I bought it like instantly, Ooh. and it's like thin really thin and hold your phone you could probably fit it in a decent sized handbag and it's really good so um, in the game yeah so I, I've bought one of them because I just fashion can't game to the to the yeah. Instagram <laughs> yeah because I do I, I, I do feel like my my um size and body shape's not represented enough I feel like it's very one extreme to the other there's no middle um in betweeners like there's not yeah. a lot of size which is why I, which is why I love that you're having um is it Simone Powderly? Yeah, love her. Yeah, she's oh, she's so fab. I absolutely love her. There's also this other blogger that I follow called Style Idealist, and she calls herself a mid-sized blogger. And, oh. she, and she's amazing. She has the most amazing fashion. And I, love oh, I need to follow her. It's like kind of, she's just a very, very lovely, normal body shape. And, um, you know, I just look at her and think she just looks so beautiful. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm really obsessed with her. <laughs> but yeah, she, she describes herself as midsize, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, that's me. And I love being midsize because you know, it's where, you know, I'm most comfortable and happy and I can enjoy all my food and I yeah. can enjoy exercise. There's no pressure on me. Um, I just so, think when you remove the pressure, like when you don't wake up every day thinking, oh God, I need to jump on the scales or looking in the mirror and thinking, oh God, I look this or I need to exercise to burn off X food. Like I cannot tell you the headspace and the freedom that it gives you. Like when oh, you yeah. have space to be able to be like, do you know what? I'm just gonna go for a walk today. Or do you know what? I really want a pizza tonight. Like, and just having that energy to be like, feeling so much more free I think people mm. underestimate how much headspace like worrying about body image can take up yeah and and actually what a waste of headspace like we could be thinking about like how we can rule the world and <laughs> yes <laughs> I agree <laughs> you know? no or like how can we progress our career how can we you know be kinder how can we help this charity like we could be using mm. our headspace for so much more good mm. I, yeah, um, and I just wanted to bring up one thing as well, which I was thinking about off the back of the Jess Hunt thing, was the yeah. um, the pictures of Molly May, hey, when she was away oh. on holiday. 
how much she was trolled. And I looked at those pictures and thought, she looks incredible. And I just prayed to myself that she wasn't affected by, and that's just how awful we are, you know, like even I just, think she probably is affected by it because yeah. who wouldn't I mean, be? It's so sad that we're still in a, in a time where when a woman's body isn't like a size six skinny, that they're suddenly deemed as being like overweight. It's Chubby. Just, she was described as chubby. Oh, it really, it really annoyed me because I just thought, well, my body looks a bit like that. So hang on a second. If people are trolling her, what do you think about me? Do you know what I mean? It just puts those do thoughts think, in your head. Do you think that it could be a little bit because we choose the best images of ourselves to post online and therefore when there's more realistic images from every angle, people are kind of are comparing them and are like, you don't look like that on your Instagram. Um, you're not showing every angle of yourself and therefore me, people might get their back up. Yeah, I think there's definitely part of that. Yeah, I think... I know, think I think that might be the issue there because Molly's Instagram, oh my God, she's stunning either way. Mm, Don't get me wrong. Mm. But, you know, when you're picking the perfect images, like, you know, there's not a fault and that's what people see of you and then all of a sudden they see an image where you're, you're kind of caught off guard, which is yeah. just equally as beautiful. But obviously we still live in this world where people are so judgy and just so irritating. Yeah. I think that might have been the issue there. Yeah, I, th- I think you've definitely got a really good point because I think, yeah, you're right that if you only see someone at the perfect angle and, you know, having like the perfect lighting or whatever, an image of them where they don't have all of those things might be a bit like, mm. oh, hang on a second, it's a bit different. That's not to say You're that lying any- to us. That's what people think. Yeah, it's not, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with it at all. In fact, if, mm. it, in, if anything, completely the opposite. It's like we want more of that. Like I'd much yeah. rather see someone you know, yeah. really naturally posed and just being themselves, you know, because that gives you that idea of, okay, yeah, okay, I can see, like, mm. I can feel better about myself because I don't look like 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 you do, like you I do in the photos, you know? Like, mm. I look much more normal. I, yeah, I think there's, I think you're definitely, yeah, you've got a really good point there because I think... It's a vicious... I think it's a vicious cycle. I feel like there's the trolls and the people that comment on the celebrities' images. So then, therefore, the celebrities feel bad about themselves and therefore only post good images mm. about themselves. And then yeah. they get caught off guard again. And then it just happens. It goes round and round. So I think, it, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it could stop. But maybe it would be good if more people just so showed more every side of themselves. And yeah. we made Instagram less picture perfect and just more realistic. Yeah. It could help with people's body image, people getting their back up. And I think you know, the the... also to ourselves, all of us who have a platform online, to also think about do we need to edit and do our photos in that way? Because I think what happens is, and I've definitely fallen into this category, is previously really over editing my photos and getting adjusted to and liking that version of myself better than I do mm. the life version. So then when mm. I see a picture of myself where I might be a little bit off guard or I might look a little bit, you know, um, less, less as I do in my perf- perfect, you know, perfectly mm. lit photos, I'm like, Oh God, that's not a good photo. When actually that's just a normal photo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you I'm adjusted to the yeah. version of yourself, which makes it yeah. a really difficult cycle to break out of. You're actually you're actually affecting negatively affecting your own body image. It's yeah. not no one else's fault. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's incredible. So yeah, I mean, so interesting. Such an in, in, we could talk and talk and talk. Um, I know. <laughs> I, found, I found another quote that I want to like round it up round today's podcast. I, I mean, I could speak all day with you, Alice. You're such a good. Talk- you're so good at talking. Oh, um, <laughs> But there's a great quote that says, if tomorrow women woke up and liked their bodies, imagine how many industries would go out of business. Mm. So would personal training be one of those businesses? Are people beginning to realise the importance of fitness for their mental health and their internal physical health? Or Mm. do you think it's still very much an aesthetic industry? Well... I think we are probably about at equilibrium of half the people that were exercise. This is my optimistic, optimistic view. I think we have mm. an equal weight of people that exercise because it makes them feel good and they like what it does for their for their well being in general, and they and because they enjoy it ultimately. And then fifty percent of people, I think, still go to the gym because they're like, I need to look a certain way. And you know what? Like, that's okay. We'll get to a point where we have a much more healthy balance with that. But I think these things take time. You know, we have years and years and years of, like I said with my mom, like diet um, culture and you know 
people putting exercise into the box of this is only there for you to lose weight. It's, you know, mm. and, and so I think it, that that kind of narrative takes a long time to undo. Mm. So no, it's not going to happen overnight that people suddenly see fitness as being so much more beneficial in many other ways. Um, but I do think we're on our way there. Yeah. Think, you know, I definitely recognize more people, especially actually during lockdown. I think it's been really interesting seeing how people have um, really clung on to exercise as something that supported them mentally through this different yeah. time and really come to value it way more in that sense than they did before. So yeah, I think we're, we're moving in the right direction, but still a long way to go. Amazing. Um, and just to end every podcast episode, I asked the guest, mm-hmm. what would you tell your younger self? Oh, um, what would I tell my younger self? I think, I think something that I think everyone should be told, being thinner doesn't make you happier. <laughs> yes so important so important and it's as simple as that it doesn't make you happier it's deeper than that um there's so much more to life Mm. you know exactly so much more to life like uh, my friend Ashley James um said that um she didn't eat her favorite food pasta for 10 years because she thought it would make her fat you know I know so obviously she's not in that place now but yeah like when she was Life is you too know? short. And actually, like, life this, is too short. Yeah, this experience, COVID, all that kind of stuff, it really has shown us that. Like, take every day and enjoy it. And if that means have the pasta, have the damn pasta. <laughs> Absolutely. And on that note, <laughs> thank you so much, Alice. I've loved having you on. It's been great. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Connie. It's so nice thank to have you. Thank you, Alice. Thank you. And have you. a good rest of your day. And you. Bye. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and maybe even share with a friend if you think they could benefit from listening to Growing Up Female. I'll be back next Wednesday with another amazing female. See you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.